Previously on The Guardians of the Hall. In our last episode, the party fought a bandit attack, successfully fending them off. While some did escape, they managed to capture one of their leaders and escort them to the local sheriff in Karen. After turning them in, they discussed some tactics on what happens the next time one of them gets captured, and also came up with a clever way to communicate through Spriule if any of them are in danger when they're separated. After passing through Meyerfield, the party safely made their way back to Feyen with the merchants all intact, as well as their merchandise. Uh, as soon as they returned, Una ran to Sigourney the Weaver to see if she could finish a custom dress in time for Nora's birthday, which was on a day or two away. As the party is collecting their money and settled in for the night, Una was given a letter with the Duchess's seal on it, written by her uncle Boyd, asking her to come to the keep with her companions, as they had much to discuss. So you guys are in the guild. Um, you're settling in for the night, unless there's anything else you guys wanted to do before going to bed. Um. No. Okay. Hans and Trons does not have any tasks completed before a night night time. Let's see here. My path leads me past the bathroom, so we'll probably go there. Go take a bath. I take a poop. No, no. <laughs> a very long poop. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a All quick one. doesn't poop? Oh, no, he does. This is just he a just... quick one and then into the bath. Uh, Nora, after giving telling Una about a letter waiting for her, are you doing anything for the night? Not in particular, I don't think. I think she would just be, like, doing her usual routine of cleaning everything that she has and making sure everything's all organized and, like, pristine. But she's taking extra care simply because of her parents visiting soon. So she'd be, like, you know, making sure everything is spick and span. You're gonna go yell at the... The people that go, clean this up! Jeez, there's fucking cobwebs in the corner. Jesus, what have you guys been doing? Only for, her own things. Gone for a week. <laughs> Can't leave you fucking. Goes crazy alone. and cleans the whole guild hall. <laughs> she, would, she would probably be like roping Rowan into like, um, Oh, they can't, they can't, they can't be here when, and see this. Come on, help me, help me take care of this. And like, <laughs> is asking him to like clean things in high reached areas where she can't reach. <laughs> is the top of your bunk all cleaned? I can't see it. <laughs> exactly. Are like, ex um, what are you doing? Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, all right. Just kind of like, look here, you're away. taking her job. At that point, Nora, like, gets slightly embarrassed and goes to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I did too much work. Uh, Andrew, is Hans and Franz doing anything? Or is he just hitting the hay? Yeah, he doesn't have anything to do. Like, nothing Kay. out of the ordinary. Wait, there's hay bales we can punch? There's hay out in the stable, which is not on this map. But you could go out to the stables and punch... Um, all right, you guys, if there's nothing else going on, night passes. 
and morning comes. Um, Una will try to find the group and wake up super early. So what you'll probably do is probably Hans and Franz Andrews up first, usually. Right? Well, to be fair, Rowan's so probably. true. To be fair, well, yeah. Um, well, that's true. She'd probably go to Rowan because Rowan's always next to Nora, and Nora's probably still sleeping. So what she'll do is she'll go to Rowan and have him get the group together because we need to go see the Duchess today and have them meet me at Cece's, a.k.a. the Tanner, and we can go as a group together. But I have to go to the Tanner to work on stuff. So Una's going to give Rowan that and say we should do it by... Go to Cece's. Go to Cece's at like 11, 11.30. Okay. Okay. Let's see how much he could regurgitate without you reminding him. <laughs> I, I literally, I literally had to go through it again in my brain. I was like, "Shit, where we're we going? CC's cake, got it." <laughs> Wait, we're gonna go get pizza. Yep, I'm really confused. Pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. As long as it's I got always... the dessert pizza. Okay. Um. Okay, Rowan, you have that message to concur. Uh, Una, we will cut briefly to you going to Sigourney the Weavers to meet the the person that you asked to borrow is outside and looks like they're talking to uh, Sigourney. Uh, and basically, you guys hammer out the money details and you start uh, work with what you can. So like you you got you help them out. Mostly what they have you do is like Cece is or not Cece Sigourney is basically leading this and she's basically having her apprentice uh kind of do the other commission orders a little bit while she maps out the dress part and then actually then starts having them cut pieces and stuff and you she has you help them cut things out and that's probably okay. where you get in the morning part uh and now we cut back over to you guys uh rowan you have a message to deliver to people whenever you find them unless you guys are doing anything else in the morning just going to the oh. breakfast hall cutting through the kitchen getting some food i'm gonna go pick up my sending stones all right you can do that they are gift wrap yeah <laughs> big gift wrap just special i i i unwrap one and put it in my pocket <laughs> It was once for me. Once for me. <laughs> Did it feel nice to unwrap it, though? It felt okay. <laughs> Half the pleasure of getting a gift is tearing that paper apart. <laughs> it's like getting a, getting a package in the mail. Ooh, what's this? What is this? <gasps> I love me? shredding envelopes. <laughs> um, Megan, did you... Did you tell me just to tell the boys to go to CC's? Um, or did I, you I, pay everyone? She said the party. Okay. I was pretty sure you said everyone, but I was like, wait, is is Nora supposed to come? Because... Yeah. She's, I mean, because we all need to go speak to the right. lady. Right. So. Slash Boyd. Boyd. <laughs> oh, Uncle Boyd. 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 Yep. Oh, Boyd. Um, Billy Boyd? Billy Bob. Boyd. Yeah, so I'll... Don't ask me how the hell I came up with these names. We're just I love, gonna ignore. I, I mean, it's probably supposed to be, like, Boyd, like, or something, Boyd, yeah. you know? But yep. it's kind of yeah. funny because, like, we picked Please. that name as the elder name. Yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't sound very... Out of like, all of them. 
Boyd. Boyd. Una, Ulin, Boyd. <laughs> hey, technically, Ulin and I aren't brother and sister. Right, it's like right, stepbrother right. and sister. Yeah. But not even. It's like weird adoptedness. We're not really adopted at all. You're not related well, whatsoever. Just, <laughs> that's true. It's Legal just like family like status. He's fr- yeah. family friend status. Yeah. Yeah, sister's ex boyfriend. Yeah, because you got yeah. you got Boyd Duncan, uh, Padrig. Yep. Um, your mother's name was Ilsa. Ilsa, Ice? yeah. Yeah, Ilsa. Uh, Elasad. I think that's how you say your dad's name. Yeah. E a l a s a i d. Yeah. That's I've, how I assumed. Uh, sounds like Elsaid or Elsaid. It wouldn't. I don't think it would be El Said. I think El Said would be closer. It all depends on how they pronounce. Uh, yeah. Um, Ivor is your brother, and then Gretchen and Callin. Callin are have your sisters. Boyd. Boyd. <laughs> Boyd. <laughs> Uncle Boyd. <laughs> He's adopted. <laughs> no, he's not. Mm-hmm. He's the eldest of his siblings. Yeah. So you all don't know that he's adopted. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> hey, uh, Megan, just a quick question here because I was triple checking my notes. Is he the uh-huh. tribe? He's just a tribe elder, though. He's not the chief, right? Correct. Okay, that's yep. what I thought. I okay. figured that'd be very ass- assumptionist of me that one of my family would be. <laughs> assumptionist. Assumptionist? Just, just be That's like Hans and Franz. We're both your parents are on the leadership board. <laughs> I'm good. On the leaderboard. I got the question. Oh. Yes. Who's Oh, um. I, that's that's um Sierra. No, Lizzie, yeah. I know that. How the fuck does who the fuck CC is? I think that's Sierra. You know how Una gives people nicknames and whatnot. Oh, okay. That's well. I'm not gonna say that makes sense, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we have to meet Una at Sierra's so that we can all go meet her uncle. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, um, when do we need to be there? Um, somewhere before noon, probably 1130. Okay, okay. And what time is it, like, right now, honey? Probably super early. Um, considering you guys, considering you guys normally get up, like, probably around sunrise, um, for having breakfast and Hans and Franz having time to go get a sending stone to come back, it's probably nine o'clock. Oh, okay. You got a little bit of time. Excellent. You got time. All the time um, in the world. Um, Sam, did we did we actually purchase the? No. The um, Nora would probably actually purchase just the suggest purchase like, the in room. <laughs> like to buy this property. <laughs> We're gonna buy this entire property, please. Spilling that belongs um, to me. I work for the Merchant Guild. <laughs> Maybe price. No, Nora would probably ask Rowan if he wants to go a little bit early. Um, 
Should we go to the inn and maybe just get that all sorted out before we leave? Um, I'm not sure if Hans and Franz, if either of you want to come with us, but otherwise we could just meet you there. Yeah, I mean, we could probably just meet you at, um, at CC's unless there's something you need us to help with at the inn or... No, I just, Lizzie, is the inn on like the way to CC's or would we have to like double back? And head back. Um, you were to go to CC's. you were looking at inns close to the Merchants Guild, right? Yes, I think okay, we had already picked one out. Yep. Yeah, not in the Fay District, right? No. No. If I remember correctly, it was one that was like a few streets away, um, and it would probably be a few streets to the east and not the west, which CC's. Okay, is so we'd have west. to go back. Yeah, but only by a couple streets. It's not far away from the Merchant's Guild. Okay, if, then if at that point, we don't... Two-minute walk. If you haven't noted anywhere, it's the Sunrise Inn. That's what it was like. Is it the Sunset or is it the Sunrise Inn? I don't remember. <laughs> East side, west side, Vegas, I don't know. It's, it's the La Quinta. <laughs> <laughs> it's the La Quinta. Spanish now, now, which Spanish. one? Is it, is, it the, is it the one on North 7th Street or is it the one on East Belsley? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? They didn't specify. Does it have Taco Bell in it or no? <laughs> Only the finest dining at a La Quinta Inn. We are not sponsored by La Quinta Inn. Please, please I don't we could be. I've never been in a La Quinta Inn. <laughs> so I do. Don't slip it that they won't sponsor us. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying if they offered me a free night to stay in one of their hotels and it was good, I would totally, I would totally sponsor them. <laughs> Be Here's a secret. It's not. <laughs> it's kind of like the the Spirit Airlines of hotels. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to get. Um, you have to buy your own lo- your own no, luggage. No, we, storage. What, what, what would be what would be like hotel insurance? It's like it's a tra- what's the equivalent to travelers Travel insurance? insurance? But what no, like for a hotel though? Well, I mean, there's oh, like insurance. there's like cancellation. Yeah, it's travelers. Yeah. No, you know, like you get the um, the insurance on your uh, airfare. Yeah. yeah, that's also traveler's okay. insurance. It covers oh, your it hotel. Covers the hotel. Well, de- depends on what plan you get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the Sunrise Inn. Yes. You you go successfully book. Um, they want to know how many nights you want it. Re- like, people will be staying in it, and uh, basically what kind of room you want they have a little bit of fancier options it's basically there's ones with like more of a public like you can use the public bath and there's a couple that have like a more of a private bathing area should we get the one at the private bathing bathing area i was i was just thinking i i think private would probably be best okay um we're not really sure how many days. Um, would it be okay if we pay for a few now and we add additional days later if necessary? That would be fine. Uh, for that type of room, it will be two gold pieces a night. So do we want to do like three days and then just see what mama and papa say? Sure. Um but I have five <laughs> silver per night written in my notes. But you're getting the private bath. Yeah, private this is dating. the private room. Okay. Much okay. larger. I am. <laughs> Much. <laughs> yeah. So okay. let's should we just do three nights then and then we can add more later when we talk to them? Sure. 
Okay. And it starts. Got paid how much? Uh, yeah. Starts... No. When do they get here? Tomorrow? Um, I or is think... it the day after? They they no, do it's... arrive tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Okay. So, we've so got we'll about, let them know. About two days. Yeah, we'll let them know that, and we'll do. We'll pay six six gold. Is that a four p.m. check in? What's the checkout time? Where do, I, where do I put my luggage in the meantime? <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you hold on to it for me? Yes. Sure. Yes. Uh, do you have a tagging the, service? The arrangements are made. Um, you successfully get this room saved for your parents. It's nice. They actually show you what it looks like. Ooh. And it, it has a nice actual, like, more comfortable bed in it. It, it looks like there's, like, a private bath area that is... Uh, Enchanted to have like water pumped into it, so that's why this is a more expensive room. Does it have a balcony with a view of the pool? <laughs> they don't have. A pool. <laughs> <laughs> would have to be. Why not? Well, <laughs> it doesn't have a view of the the shared bathing area, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I thought that's what we were paying. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, you guys get the room set up. Is there anything else you guys want to do, or should we skip to meeting Una? Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else. Let me, let me see here. Um, one of the things that I know I was going to do with the, uh, the scimitars, right? The, some of the resources we got from the bandits was, um, cause I had how many, or no, I already traded that for silver, I think. Yeah, I already yeah, traded you, that for silver. You did that last night, I think. For silver ingots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Did we get profits? Yeah, you went to bed. You you left. So I get no profits? No. Uh, yeah, you guys got profits. paid. Was it like, uh, Megan, what did I tell you it was? Wasn't it like 2,500 gold? Oh, wait, no, yeah, we put 500 into... We gave 500 to... Yes. To the party fund... Uh, we did no. Song was his own thing. That yeah. was he got. We got the, paid uh, to walk him back. Um, we oh, each yeah, yeah. got uh, five fifty platinum, yeah. but we all donated ten platinum to no wait. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Five hundred, five hundred gold went to the party fund, and everyone got yep. four hundred gold each. Yes. So forty platinum. Forty yeah. platinum. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I, that's I, I did get that. Or at least if I didn't, I've got a lot of platinum. <laughs> More for me. Off to CC's. Yep, you guys successfully make your way to the Fey District. Um, it is a little bit of a light drizzle today. Um, but not too bad. Okay. Getting a little chilly because it's about early October, so it's probably more in like the mid-50s. Getting, getting cooler weather. It's getting a little chilly. But you guys successfully make it to CC's, no issue. Uh, Una, if, what time are you guys getting there? You said uh, 11.30, or yeah, 11.30? Yeah. I told Rowan 11, 11.30. Okay, yeah. So, Megan, uh, I don't know if you would come out of the of Sigourney's by that time, but... Uh, she'd probably be watching, and basically whenever Sigourney takes a break, which is probably around this time. 
um, she'll just let them know that she has a meeting and then she'll be back right after it if they want to keep working and she'll be back as soon as she can to help because we're going to get this dress it's going to be super pretty no you guys successfully <laughs> you successfully so meet up with Una she looks like she's been busy all morning um, working on a sewing project um, what does that look, this one look like completed a sewing <laughs> a little, a little exhausted covering threads and like little pieces yep. of felt and her hair is probably like all crazy falling out of a braid and wow very vigorous yep. work dude sewing's very difficult just saying you can see that she has a couple pins like stuck like in her shirt like she had just stuck them there for a minute and then we're gonna be like pulling them out and she just forgot to do that <laughs> yep uh, yeah nice um yeah no so yeah she's just covered in felt she'll probably i'll probably use the wander precedentation on myself as well and anybody else who looks like they might be a little dirty um oh, and then i'll probably also some do pins. the i think those are the daggers pull them out and put them <laughs> little in the tiny daggers <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, so she'll she'll kind of use the wand of precedentation on herself, and then anyone else who probably might need it, and then she'll also use the wand of mending on herself if needed, and kind of just make herself look as nice as possible through this, because she knows that this is going to be a thing. Does mending yeah, repair uh, braided hair? No, but she'll probably like. <laughs> take it out and like redo it while we're walking and try to just look as presentable as possible are you okay Una you seem a bit nervous well this could be uh, either a good meeting a bad meeting or I might have to go home meeting so we'll find out why, why would you have to go home uh, because I might get put on a new mission I might have gotten into trouble because I did too much, so I might have to get sent back to camp. Um, but aren't you like, you know, an adult now? Don't you get to make your own choices? I haven't earned my mark yet, so I do not have as much freedom as others in my village right now. Okay, how do you get your, your mark? Uh, by completing a task that they deem worthy. I thought this was it. Uh, no, this is the stepping stone to it. You said or you needed to find this minute. person to make you a woman. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. This is this is, this is a how... step on that path. Oh. This seems like a very Maybe. large step to make. Are these people just adding adult? steps? They're like, oh yeah, that was great job, Una. But now, now you we need to the whole do this. organization. So what do you actually do? Do you have to bring down like an adult dragon? <laughs> Well, I, it all depends on what are still they, here. We could probably, you know. But like I said to Hans and Franz, I, I may have overstepped my original task. So well, that, that means could it's two steps. Step You're closer well. to adulthood. Or I took a step forward, and then because of that error, I could have taken a step back. But oh. only they know, so we'll see. Okay. Yep, at this point, she's, like, looking at everybody else and using the wand on them as well at this point. Hey, I was saving that for later as bacon <laughs> flies. 
<laughs> Flies I out my pockets. Extra, extra porky today. Look, that pocket bacon was for later. Uh, you guys make your way to the keep. Um, this time when you appear with uh, with the guards uh, outside of it, um, they ask your name and purpose and like those sort of details. Well, yeah, my name my name is Rowan. To... Um, I was built to protect my sister Nora. Um, I fight things. Raises an eyebrow. <laughs> Who, who's this interrogating uh, us? Tell him the person that we're the... here to see. Yeah, at the gate, the guards at the gate. Um, just tell him here that we're here to see the Duchess and uh, the visitors, and that they called to have us come here today, and that she may be expecting us. I have an appointment. Can you be more? Uh, it's not really an appointment because I didn't tell her ahead of time. So it's more like we're here because you told us to show up. So, do you have any proof of the fact that you were called to visit? I will show him the letter. Okay, he'll study the seal for a bit and look at like he's mainly investigating the seal to see if this looks like an official like thing. And he's like, "All right, Let it's me- official." Give me one moment, and then he he does the same letter thing they have at the school. Can looks like he's waiting for somebody to confirm that you guys are allowed to come in. Uh, confirms it as you guys walk in. They do actually. Um, they would have done this the probably not the last time you came in because you were kind of escorting a prisoner. But this time they do kind of look over what weapons you have and do a similar like peace bond thing, like what they do at the school. For those of you who've had that happen before. Um, so, yep, they just do that, uh, and they escort you to the guardhouse area that, actually, no, they would escort you inside the the palace proper this time, which last time you guys just went to the guardhouse. The architecture itself does remind you a lot of nature, there's a lot of, um, elements in it, there's a lot of flower details carved into the walls and colors um and you guys are escorted um through the main hall area and down more of narrow hallways and are taken to essentially a meeting room where una you recognize two of the figures standing in the room Uh, but they are all dressed in uh in clothes from your village three of them are wearing elders garbs uh, the first one you recognize, they're all sitting down at the table, uh, is your Uncle Boyd. For the rest of you, this is an older man, uh, kind of on the shorter side, with a stoic face and large brown eyes. He is dressed in a long woven tunic with loose pants underneath. His long hair is tied back into a plain neat bun with very few ornamentations of braids. Um, His red-brown hair does have quite a few streaks of gray, and he has a thick beard, but it is very neatly combed and, uh, like, trimmed neatly. Uh, he's the posture of a man who looks like he's carrying all the weight of the generations before him. Like, very, very much stately, kind of trying to carry himself professionally. Uh, around his neck hangs three carved bones, um, that, that are shaped in circles, and a chain connects all three together that are made of various pieces of sea glass and shell. Uh, and Una, like, if you guys, as you get closer, you can see that the little circles are carved with a similar shape of the seal, um, chasing the fish, but it looks like different, uh, ages on the seal. 
So like there's like a young seal, there's more of an adult seal, and then like an older seal. And how do they differentiate ages of seals? Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious. Uh, size and yeah, size. Yep. Size, size and what? Coloration. coloration. Oh, you guys get colored tattoos. Once you get old enough. And they're not, it's not tattooed. It's their it's not, it's not, their it's ornamentation. Their so, oh, so like oh, how oh. Una has her leather press. These are mm -hmm. more their bone decorative? that is then painted. Yeah, it looks yeah. like bone, and then some of the imagery on it is painted. Gotcha, gotcha. So almost like badges. Yeah. Yep. Marks of life. Um, yep. Uh, the next are man. Are those the marks uh, you're talking about? Not done with my descriptions no. yet. Oh. Hold on. I mean, you can ask that. I'm not done with my description carry on, yet. Carry on. The second person there is another man. This one is much older than the first one. He is very weathered by time, and he has very intricate braids woven with actually bones and shells that are noticeable in it, and has a receding hairline, but he still has his very long hair braided, what isn't receded. Um, he's dressed in various two-tone blues and has, is dressed similar to the first man um, with the, like, the tunic and the loose pants. And his dark, rich skin is decorated with tattoos across his forearms, and he's very muscly. Looks more of like a, a warrior type. Uh, and he has the same jewelry piece. There is a woman in her 40s with gold, dark hair tied in intricate braids and piled up on her head, kind of like a crown, but um, no actual crown or jewelry, just the braids. Uh, she's wearing two-tone gray fabric with loose pants and a tunic, and she has some battle scarring and muscles around her face and neck with more of a discerning expression. And the final person in the room is probably the younger one, maybe young 40s. He has his braid in a very mohawk style, similar to Una's, with brown hair and a slightly stern face and many battle scars on his face and arms and a bow strapped his back in a large spear made of sea glass but his features are much softer compared to the serious elders in the room, and he's dressed more like a hunter and has very few pieces of ornamentation. You can see in his round hair, there are a couple strands of bright red hair braided in. And uh, Una, you recognize this person. This is your father. I knew it! I knew it! Oh. So my dad and uncle are here. Awesome. Uh, and you can see as you, as, you walk, as, as you walk in the room, like you can see, you give me a perception check. Oh God. It's at this point uh, that Hans and Franz asks, are those the marks that you mentioned? <laughs> um, they're, the marks I was talking about is more of a brand. They'll sear our skin. Oh, Ooh, perception. Oh, That's a 21. Uh, you see for a split second as he sees you immediate, like a smile. And Aww. like, uh, oh, happy she's like, okay, you know, like, I'm so happy it is, you know, who he thought it was and that she's okay. And then it kind of goes back to poker face of like business, but like he gives you like a, it's like a small reassuring, like, hey, kiddo, I'm glad to see you. Aww. I hey, love my kiddo. Love my dad. He's so nice. Uh, <laughs> that's who's sitting in the room. They were actively discussing things. Your father was the one who noticed you come in the room and made a gesture. Uh, and then finally the others kind of stop talking and notice all of you and uh, your uh, your uncle looks at you and he says, 
Cadet Una, please introduce your companions and a status report. Uh, yes, sir. And so who's, uh, how are we standing? So Una would probably be in the forefront. I'm on two feet. I will do a I mean, somebody else is down on all fours. That's not good. I'm actually upright on my head. She'll point to Hans and Franz, Andrew first, and be like, this is Hans and Franz and his twin brother, also Hans and Franz. And then she'll point to Josh's character. And then she'll point, this is Nora and her brother Rowan. Do you guys have last names? Yeah. We've never asked. <laughs> I don't think we've ever asked. Um, these have Nora been... just gives the cute, cutesy, like, small uh, wave kind of shy. I, I look at my brother like, we, we are odds and strong. I know. People just <laughs> Um, so at this point too as she's pointing it out like Nora's standing pretty much as tall and straight and as professional as she can yeah Una what did I say? Nora Nora. Nora. (laughs) that's happened a couple times when you keep saying that I have have to catch catch myself when I'm talking about both of you I'm like Nora Una Nora Una (laughs) Which one's my sister? Completely different. Um, Yeah, so Una Una is standing very straight, very high imposter, and making herself look as professional as possible. Um, Mm. After she introduces you guys, uh, these have been my companions through the last uh, month, almost two at this point. We've done several missions together, and they also were the ones who helped uh, get Lou's group and also helped secure. Ulin as a possible ally inside the first ones. Hans and Franz will just be like nodding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nodding. nodding. Just like trying to mirror their stoic faces and just kind of mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, arms crossed. Yep. We're like two giant bears standing on either side of Una. Hey now. <laughs> The woman looks everyone up and down and is kind of taking your measure, and she says, well, you certainly chose muscle to help you along with your mission, and it Sorry. seems that... <laughs> at this point... <laughs> <laughs> Looking at herself, the string bean. She's like, what? <laughs> no, clearly not. <Yeah. laughs> she, they know you turn into a bear. That's a lot of muscle right there. <laughs> yeah. Monster. <laughs> I would say that it's not just muscle, but brains as well, as we have a wonderful caster in this group as well. Hans and Franz just like, look over at his brother. All all three of us are like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) All four of of us, yeah, fuck. Yeah, Yeah, it's me. (laughs) Which was she talking about? (laughs) Wisdom, wisdom, charisma, charisma. (laughs) (laughs) Well, brains, obviously. Basically, uh, she she nods and is like, tell me, I'm very interested in knowing why, um, how all four of you came involved with the matters of our village and your current current investment in it. I have, I have a question. Is, she's asking us directly and not yes. Megan. Yes. Um, like, it's not like she's ignoring them. It's more of like she wants to assess you guys as people who were brought into this. I'll kind of step forward and it's a Pleasure to meet you all. Um, we, over a period of time, have all worked for the guild. Um, it's how we met um, Una, not Nora, 
Una. Um, and it worked with her for a couple of weeks. Um, and it came to our attention that there might be a robbery at school. Um, it was in working with that that it came to our attention um, that this may be a matter of your village. Um, and it wasn't until after we brought them in and, and were there for some of the questions um, that we kind of found out the, the extent of, of what your village kind of is. Um, but it was because Una was a good friend to us and helped us out on some missions that we got involved. See you seems fortunate in helping her foil these troublemakers' plans. Um, Boyd speaks up at this point and says, I must admit I am surprised to find you so far inland, Una. I've known about it for a fair bit of time, but it is fortunate in a way that you came this far in and stopped a It was great only... <laughs> I wasn't done talking. Sorry. <laughs> It is fortunate that you did decide to come in this far inland and act, even though it was not quite your directive. Uh, and then the the well-muscled man who's kind of like sitting there scoffing is like, Boyd, if everyone followed what their exact directives was, we'd never get anything done. And then Boyd, you can see there's a little bit of like scoff from Boyd where he says, you were never one for following protocol. Wow, staffing in front of the group. Okay. Yes, they, they all, there, there's a little bit of like a <clears throat> directive, like there's a little bit of scuffle between them. Uh, the woman just is like, <sighs> anyway, it seems that you are wise in choosing your companions and have come quite far with it. Uh, we have decided to entrust potentially Ulan with returning to your uncle and seeing if he can gather any more inside information as a spy. But before we do that, I'm very interested in hearing how he approached you as a as a potential traitor. On his word, I trusted him and everything he's done us in the capture of Lou, as well as protect the artifact as best as we could. Uh, the woman looks at the rest of you and she says, hmm. What is your all opinion of him as an outsider? I... Of who? Of who? Lou or... Ulan. Ulan. Oh, I would... I would say... That he has some growing up to do. He can act a bit childish. But... He did seem concerned for Una's well-being, and he did keep up the ruse of not being on our side while quite literally doing no harm to any of us. So, uh, based on his cooperation with the Duchess, I mean, not that he had much of a choice, but... I think he just kind of lost his way and being forced to face those facts, he's learning to growl something that I don't think he did while he was 
buried in the bottle. When he um, found out what the intention was to use the artifact for, he didn't necessarily agree with it, so that kind of also helped move him to our side, or at least off of, you know, <laughs> Lou's side and the task of the first ones, the true task. Uh, the the man who looks like a uh, ranger and a huntsman speaks up at this point. And he says, "That definitely is the measure I took of him with all of our interviews. Whether he's a saint, I cannot agree with that in good conscience. But I do think that he's at least sorry enough and going to make the most of what his chance is, and we should treat it for what it is." Sigmar says, "Is streets never you? You never catch a fish unless you put some bait on the line." I would say, if I may, to make sure that the bait is wrapped tight, so that it doesn't get lost. Mm -hmm. Well, Boyd Boyd says, "Well, it seems we have very little choice but to." Trust Ulin in this matter, although as unsavory as it is to find out about the first ones and what my foolish brother may have to do with them all, but your help is appreciated and you have our consent to know of our village and we entrust you with its secret. Um, Boyd then says- I, I turn and look out to my brother like, what the fuck is that supposed to- like? only works to an extent <laughs> um, uh, you want to you want to run that by me again I'm saying that you seemed trustworthy that's all okay seemed like you were implying something like you weren't going to let us leave here no just that we entrust you with the secret of our village I hope you realize what a gravitas thing that is no I don't think it involves very much music I'm, I, I, mean, I understand point. that your village is supposed to be a secret, but I mean, the Duchess knew about it before she, we even brought it up. She did. She only had limited knowledge. You guys have far more knowledge than she did prior to our That's village. That's not true at all. Oh, I thought she didn't know about our village. No, your uncle says that. Oh. Elaine, uh, her, her grace has known about our village for several years since she is the heir apparent. We did much work with her during the War of the Pirate Kings as her father was dying and she was transitioning to power. We I still mean, interact with her rarely on occasion, but we have met her before. Interesting. What is Elaine in the room? No, not right now. I mean, does she know a, a, a lot about your village and your people? Yes, that's how we got here so quickly. One of her mages came and teleported us here. Hansa okay. just kind of looks at Una and back at them. Okay. okay. Th thank you for the honor. She's a lying hoe, and that just makes Una not like her even more. How is she a lying hoe? Because she didn't know the language. Yeah, she... No, no she didn't. Elaine didn't know the no. language. Yeah. Yeah, but none of the... None of the... Um... It wasn't directly asked. It was like sidely aware. I don't know. Una just doesn't like her. The only, the language, 
the, the language thing, no one understood it. Even Una didn't understand it a hundred percent. It was like a very old, archaic version of the Selkie Island speech. True. Like super dead language style. I think you're just looking for a reason to hate her. I just hate her. I yeah, just, just I because I watch her. anime doesn't mean I can understand Japanese mm -hmm. here, okay? Japanese. Yeah, yep. like, just because they interact doesn't necessarily mean... That... Una just hates her, okay? Yeah, I stop it. Which, which doesn't make any sense to me uh -huh. at all. Megan yes. just wants Una to join the dark side. Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> She's going to be a Sith, man. She's going to go from right a Jedi to a Sith. You will complete your transition. Dude, what if I do transition side. to, like, Padraig's side? That'd be too much like Mortimer. I kind of do that. <laughs> also, it would make sense, because your mom you wouldn't be cool now. with that. My mom <laughs> totally would not be cool with me going dark. Uh... I'll be Jedi like but, Luke forever. <laughs> no. But. Yes, uh. Needless to say, as well. That settles that business. We do thank you for your help in this matter. Now, uh, Una will be returning home in a day or so. If you wish to return, you can return with us. And uh, Sigma is like, now hold up. We did not decide that. And technically, that is not fully your expertise, Boyd. That is. Uh, Elisad's, and unless he's particularly keen to get his youngest home soon, that is yet to be seen. And, uh, Elisad says, um, well, I will admit as much as I would love to have my daughter home, she seems much more effective inland, and I would think it would be foolish, considering we were only focusing our efforts on the coastline to not keep a very proactive agent and cadet of the village in this town. In fact, I was actually going to request we send a few more of the cadets here to continue research since Elaine has offered some of her library to them. Uh, Boyd says, it just seems a little reckless, but if you are fine with other cadets coming this far, I suppose I shan't challenge you on that. Um, Eris is like, I don't know if we should assume that just be one place inland is experiencing issues. That means that we should concentrate our efforts here. I still say most of them are going to be out on the sea and we should focus on that. And there's a little bit of back and forth basically of them trying to decide should Una stay here. It seems like her dad is kind of like, I want to leave this up to Una, but I think there's weight in having more cadets in town, whether she's one of them or not. And Sigmar agrees with it. And he kind of is a little bit more of like the... I like that she went a little improv and took this. He looks like the type of guy who's more of the improv thinker and like had to be because he was in battle versus Boyd and Eris are much more of like the patient waiters and schemers. Uh, uh, at this point, Uno will uh, interject. I do have some task here to finish with my fellow companions upon their journey. I do find that there would be some merit in sending a few, a handful, one either two or three cadets here to study and learn. However, their protection with the artifact here would probably be more valuable. But this was the that was the only object that they were after here in this town before they were going to move on. I would suggest either going using Lady Elaine's library or finding one more of ancient artifacts similar to the one that they were trying to steal here and see if we can track those down prior to the first ones finding them. I think that would be more beneficial of our skills in tracking and searching than just staying in one place. 
I 100% agree with the young cadet. Uh, your dad says and gives you like a slight smile, like, good job, I'm proud of you for handling that. <laughs> um, Sigmar kind of nods and agrees. Uh, uh, the other woman whose name you've heard is Eris shrugs and says, very well, I suppose so. And boys said, it seems that that is what the consensus is for now. Uh, but yes, I believe that was all we needed to know in this regard. And I turned to Una and go, so does this mean that you're an adult now? Uh, that would be up to them, but I do not think that I have reached that point yet, unless they believe otherwise. In order for me to earn my mark, I think I must do a little bit more. So, and Hudson Franz just, <laughs> you know, what, what you gotta do to get a mark? Uh, they kind of like turn a little bit like, huh? Um, I, uh, your, your dad speaks up Una and says, well, I'd say at the rate she's going, she's not very far from it. However, she would have to return home to get it. But I think if she keeps doing grand moves like this, it will not be very long at all. Maybe another task or two. She's very much on her way to becoming a full-fledged ranger of the village. So, just so I'm clear, until she gets that mark, she's not considered an adult? Is that right? I am an adult in a way, but I am not a full member of my village. I do, I'm not provided my role. You're not eligible for benefits, I see. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a. I'm still just a contractor. You gotta, into, <laughs> you gotta start paying into the social security before you can actually reap the benefits. Oh yep. God. Yeah. Uh, Boyd says so she's still considered a cadet technically, but she will eventually, should she complete her tasks to the satisfaction of the leaders of the Rangers, one of them which is here. She will be given her mark of true adulthood in the village and take her Ranger place on the. Sorry. On the noble and honorable tradition of protecting not only our village, but the humans that live on the shores. Um, so it is a sort of rite of passage. I would okay. like a moment with you, and she'll gesture to the elders alone if my companions do not mind stepping out and waiting for me in the hall for a moment. If you're sure. Yes. Andrew Proud's back out. Okay. Nora will give a we, respectful nod we, and. As I'm closing the door, I lean my brother, or like, I just look at my brother and go, apparently bringing down a criminal organization and saving a city is not enough. I, I mean, the first ones are still out there, technically. But she brought down an elder from a village. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind no. of horseshit. I mean, if you want, oh, are you an adult? Did you kill, did you take down a bunch of people from our village who are... You know, I mean, well, that we got three agents and then one to flip sides, like... Yeah, I'm calling this is fucking bullshit. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> you know, kind of, I don't I, think the right dudes are What happens here. if somebody can't make this test and they're not a member of the village, they're never an adult? It doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, she's still not an adult, so... But even still, she does like 10,000 more missions or whatever. That's what I was saying. But what happens? No, they somebody... just kind of keep stringing her along. Yeah, but what happens? Like, you know, good job, but we got another one for you, cadet. Uh, you guys suddenly hear a very sharp female voice from behind you that says, Forgive me for interrupting. Oh, no! Uh, and you recognize, recognize the Duchess and Duchess. Lady Seamus standing outside the door. <laughs> okay. 
Forgive <laughs> me for interrupting your quarrel. That's okay. That's no, just, it's not the quarrel. We, we'll just frustrate what, what him. What are we? What are we? Salkies. Her grace. Her as her. It's okay, your grace. We're just frustrated. Excited for our friend. <laughs> too, too annoyed. <laughs> frustrated. Frustrated with the Selkies. Yeah, excited is another way to say upset. Certainly a very expressive bunch, but I can't say I blame you for being confused. They have customs of what makes them an elder in their village, and those who choose a more hard path have a much higher standard to live up to. Well, Una asked to speak to them alone, so here we are. Oh, well, then I will wait out here with you, but it actually suits me well. I was hoping to contact you anyway when you arrived back in town, as I was interested in seeing if you would enjoy doing a little bit more work for me. Yeah, well, it's a lot of work. Well, when we were talking to Ulin and interrogating the other three, we found that they had multiple attempts of trying to summon creatures, and many of them did not go and reach the plane that they had intended, so... That, with more reports of strange things being spotted in the aqueducts and sewers, I have been trying to find somebody to go down there and kill monsters, and it's like from... You mean that... that thing that we fought with all the mouths and the sort of streaking noises, that was an accident? You, didn't you get some of the teeth, brother? I gave them... To Hughes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that you had gone down and fought monsters before. That would make well, you more for the job. You said it was a know, mouth creature. Yeah, yeah, I was like, you know, like a stalagmite, but they had like, and lots of mouths. <laughs> brother, 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 it's okay. He gets excited when he's talking about battle. Can you please I make that imagine. noise again? <laughs> 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 Don't worry, I've got it recorded. <laughs> I got it recorded too. Lady Stevens chimes in at this time and says, I can't imagine much in life that doesn't get you too excited. It's a very, <laughs> very likable trait. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Um, you were mean, uh, was some sort of, you said it was a stalactite monster. Did it look like it was made of mud and have a bunch of mouths? Yes. Yeah, that's what I said, yeah. Mm, yes, that would probably be a gibbering mouth there. Yeah, that's, that is from a different plane from the one that they must have been trying to reach. So, yes, they unfortunately could have summoned a few things from the wrong area that are now wreaking havoc in the aqueducts. And I would prefer to send you all down there over some poor city workers, considering I don't particularly like my citizens just dying. I think the, the gibbering mouther probably ate a couple of the seat, the the, so, the, the, yes. the workers. So if you want us to go down and take a look, we can do that. Excellent. I will have my master of the aqueducts get in contact with you in plans. He has a map going currently of where most of the strange behaviors have been sighted, so it can limit your search and make you more effective. Oh, thank you. Excellent. And if you successfully kill things, I will pay you based on how much and what. Okay. Well, thank you. So, what if they get, you know, kicked kicked back out into the plane so we don't have any evidence? I mean, I guess I'm pretty good at describing things, so... <laughs> yes. Probably just go off of that. Brother. No, Salkies. You, Sal you, you have to get out your, your drawing pad and draw me with it really quick. Oh, okay. 
just sculpt you out of iron, just <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just creating sculptures. <laughs> Use my divine thing to create sculptures of monsters. Miniature monsters of what we Oh killed. my goodness. Oh. I should start minis! <laughs> Hans and Franz can sell minis! Hans and Franz is so marvelous minis. D&D starts with Hans and Franz describing how the battle went with little <laughs> metal and, and moving them around to, to the Duchess. And then my brother went over oh here. And then he had five more people. You know, we should make a game out of this. <laughs> right? Oh. Um, so we agree. She says, well, the, the every interaction I've had with you so far seems as if you have been honest. So, well, as for now, I will take your word for what you managed to kill by description. Thank you. So, how are you two doing? <laughs> I mean, you're looking pretty good health, brother. <laughs> Just asking, how are you doing? Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, give, me, give me a persuasion check. <laughs> Hans and Franz wants to gauge this reaction. <laughs> no, he's just trying to be friendly. How much they'll open up based on it. It's not like they're offended by it. 19! <laughs> Seamus looks at Elaine and is like, when was the last time anyone has asked us that? Elaine is like, it has certainly been some time, probably since my last saw my grandfather and mother when they visited. Um... And actually, give me an insight check, Hans and Franz. Which one? Uh, you. Both of you, since you were, you were looking at her, them to both be like, how are you doing? And and, and Josh, you were like, oh, yeah, you got a five. Okay. But I Josh, got a 26. With your insight, you can see Elaine specifically looks very, very tired. And uh, she's very composed, but you can see that there's some underlying like anger that is simmering there that you can detect, but she's kind of masking it politically. Like, you know, she's got her poker face on, but there's just a few things where she's like, she looks very tired. Like there are some bags a little but bit. Exhausted. They're starting to show a little bit. Fatigue. Yeah. Well, what about Lady Seamist? Seamist also looks tired, but the way that she's kind of, she just seems more like a cheerful person in general. And she kind of, uh, doesn't look as tired as Elaine and is more looks like her body language is mirroring to be more of like, I'm concerned about her health and is kind of amused at the fact that he just casually asked, like, how are you doing? Like, you know, it's not like a- How are you wanna, now? Yeah, like, cause normally Good people like, not favors. I'm playing a poodle game. This guy's just like, how are you doing? Like, you're Joe from the bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, since I didn't catch yeah, since you didn't any get of that. that um, what, what did she say again? Seamus turned to her and smiled and said, when was the last time somebody okay. asked you that? And, and Elaine said, probably when my mother or grandfather visited. Um, I am, as a duchess is, busy and yes. keeping a hand on what I can in this kingdom and sitting in many board meetings with very long, frustrating conversations. That sounds not very much fun, but um, mm -hmm. I mean, if you ever need some people to just like hang out that aren't necessarily your subjects, you know, I don't know if you like the spa or anything like that. 
Lady Seamist, I think you enjoy fighting. Um, my friends and I were not from here, so we we're not going to take it personal if you beat us up or something. So if you guys, if either of you ever just need somebody to talk to or want to, well, you know, blow off some steam, guy maybe get in the workout or something. Just throwing it out there, you two seem very, very nice. I understand we've got some bad blood with one of our party members, but she's a little childish sometimes, and I do apologize for the way that that one happened the other night. You can see her thinking for a minute, like, what are you talking about? Oh, oh, the the youngest one, yes, from the village. I don't think she's technically the youngest, but yeah. Certainly the most immature, but you know, she's trying. She means well, I think she, she just does. is, you know, she's, she's trying her best to live up to the expectations her village has set, and that's a lot of weight on one person's shoulders. Yeah, and if you can't tell, we're pretty frustrated with the weight that's been put on her shoulders too. Well, I hadn't actually given too much thought to her, to be honest, but I will say if she intends to carry the weight on her shoulders, then she'd best learn to deal with it, because it will only get worse from here, if whatever she's tied to is what we think it might be. And what exactly do you think it might be? Well, you were in the room with all of us talking about it room originally. Room where it happened, room where it happened. Room where it happened, room where it happened. Copyright! That's from Hamilton. Um, <laughs> yes, that's five seconds, it's fine some sort of ancient being that this cult is trying to summon yeah brother didn't you listen to the recap the no no night? no i just you know i wanted to make sure that there wasn't any new information since That's we didn't point. hear you know the interrogations and stuff like that so it's a good point That's a good point it's good to have more information um i plan on keeping you as much in uh, keeping you in reserve for allies if this goes further your friend did not leave the most in trust trustworthy um view of herself however i feel if you all are there then things will get handled so thank you they certainly are taking a long time and we'll cut back to you <laughs> jesus <laughs> you are left alone with the village elders um i want to apologize for stepping outside of the bounds but i did act in what I assume to be the best interest. So I just wanted to clear the air on that matter that I do feel a bit bad about going against my initial requirements, but I do think it was in the betterment of the village. I also was curious if you were contacted by Orin prior to your teleport here. Uh, your father speaks up and says, Yes, he arrived on the island three days before we left with the other artifact, which I assume is a... I don't know if to call it a cousin or a, a another familiar piece to what you found. It was another artifact made out of bone with the carvings in it. Elaine showed us the one that was kept in the library, um, and we have it guarded in the village as of right now. But yes, he gave me a report, and uh, Sigmar says... Yes, he also did explain the rationale of why you split, and personally, it makes sense to me. Whether everyone agrees with that or not, I do think it was the right course of action. <clears throat> he looks at, like, Boyd, no. and Boyd is like, Yes, well, your apology is appreciated. It shows that you have grown up a bit, and you are taking responsibility for things, so you are fortunate it worked out this way. Um, I would urge caution in the future, but otherwise, Yes, the results are a positive for the village. Um, 
And Era says, yes, I must admit, I thought that it was a bit crazy when I heard one of Elaine's uh, people contact us and warn that the break-in had happened and thought it was a bit crazy that one of our own cadets had been caught up in this, but seems to be you had a handle on the situation, so I can find little faults in your actions um, with what information you had. And uh, your father nods appropriately and says, it was definitely risky, but I think her reasons were sound and it is going to be a good reflection on her, her path to becoming a ranger. I was curious if you would allow me to handle that piece so I can continue to study it and its properties. I do have a theory on how to possibly track down the rest of said pieces. But unless you have ideas of your own, um, but I think it might be helpful. Well, we definitely are going to send other cadets here as well to do research in the library and have a couple of our elders study it as well. But um, uh, provided Elaine approves of you also being one of the cadets that examines it and such, the only request is, and we do agree with her, that it is safer in the school, carefully guarded by mages at this point, than letting you physically carry the item around. But I believe it can be arranged as we're currently making a... A, a passable fake of sorts for uh, Ulan to take back to... He kind of, like, pauses a bit. Like, he's gonna say your your uncle's name, but then he says the first ones. But there's still a little bit more questioning that we were trying to get out of the others that are captured before we fully send him back. Otherwise, he's been fairly cooperative and I suppose it's all we can do at this point is just try to learn more information. Eris uh, is like, I'm very interested in hearing what your plan is to find these artifacts. If we could find them all beforehand and safely assure they are protected, that would be the premier solution to this. It is just a theory, but... If the essence on the bone here is similar to the essence of the one that Oren found, maybe there might be a way to track that essence and the other pieces that this is broken into. Also, I'm sure stories or the power that this emanates may relate to stories around surrounding areas and or effects on specific areas that may be uncommon. I have yet to unfortunately speak with Oren about his adventure at acquiring his, but if the stories around this one are anything to speak, then it must have been an extraordinary event or something that we may be able to catalog and find via research and maybe eventually even using the magic that these emits to track it to their sources. I think that's a fairly wise strategy, and I will be sure to pass that on to the cadets that we send along and being that Oren and Caitlin and Perry were the others that found them, I believe that they should come here as well. Maybe. A couple other, I have a few other very, um, cadets that would definitely fit into more of the academic category than ones such as yourself, who are more hands-on, so perhaps they can be included in the mix. And she kind of looks to your father, like, what do you think about that? And he nods, says, yes. Having scholars amongst the warriors would be preferable, but we can we can nail down the specifics of who actually comes and such, but um, Boyd says, 
Well, is there anything else you wish to share with us, Cadet Una? Uh, I just wanted to make sure that you're aware of Oren's activities and knowing that he has an artifact that is what I'm assuming was the next one that Lou was going to go after with the others. Um, so since we got to see that is a win in our book, however, I believe that there are several more and the one that we now have in our village is top priority to keep secret and or safe as well as maybe might be a way to help weed out those who are part of the first ones that have stayed in the village as well as spies. Says Hiss, we believe it's more than likely that there might be a few more lurking around in the village, but and it, and removing them would be preferable. The more information we have, the more the better. But um, I'm, I have no more questions for her. If there's anything else, we should probably get back to meeting with her grace. Hopefully soon. That woman does have a lot of conference meetings she has to go to. And Sigmar's like, well, we can't have expected them to be in wait forever. Like, she basically dropped everything for those first few days just to meet with us and talk to these prisoners. And Boyd says, well, this is of importance. That's all I'm saying. Um, and then your father stands up and says, I would like a moment alone to talk to you, Cadet Una, if you don't mind. Um, and he kind of like motions you to follow him. There's a little bit more of like a private, like kind of closet in the room. They okay. kind of motions you towards. I'll, I'll go with him. Okay. Actually professional as possible. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for interrupting, but I was like, man, everyone's just getting kicked out into the hall. <laughs> right. But like, all right, no, side room. You guys get into a bit of privacy and your dad like releases his shoulder, like releases the, the stiffness and he like immediately hugs you and is like, oh, you did so well in there, Una. I'm so proud of you. He does like a big pickup hug. He actually kind of like, he's he's taller. And so he like kneels down a bit. So he's closer to your height. And, oh, like, I would totally like hug him back as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and he like gives you like a forehead kiss and then like ruffles your hair. And he says, mean Scott, when did you become such a grown up when I wasn't looking? Uh, and you know in your village that means like a pet name and it's always what he called you as a kid and it means like my treasure. Aww. It's like a term of endearment. I, I must admit I definitely feel like I have a lot more to growing up but it is great praise to hear it from you and I hope to do more to honor you as and our family. <sighs> Feeling like a bit like Milan here and he just kind of like shakes his head and he says, Una, you could be a fisherman, a weaver, or anything, and the greatest honor I could ever have is just having someone like you as a daughter. I'm so proud of you. Please don't get hurt. I know that this is the path you've chosen, and I can't even promise you I won't get hurt on being a ranger, but do your best to survive, and God, I've missed you. And he just kind of, like, hugs you again and is just, like, you know, very affectionate with you, like, so happy. You can tell that he was, like, so worried, like, oh, my God, she's alone in the village. Nope, she's she's trying to be a grown-up, but he's just, like, she's my baby girl, and I want to make sure she's okay. Yeah, I, I would definitely, like, hug her back. So she'd probably have, like, watery eyes at this point mm -hmm. and near tears and trying to just hold back the tears and... More like the the fighting it, so she's not wanting to speak, I guess, but just the overwhelming joy of just seeing her dad again since it's been. With a new mission on the horizon and Nora and Rowan's parents fast approaching, what will happen over the next few days for our adventurers as they settle back into Feyen? Find out next time on the Guardians of Fahal.
brothers and our sisters and see how they're doing and mm-hmm. yeah he'll give you the fill-ins he'll basically say you know your sister's still one the one who is more uh, had more of an affinity with animals she's one of the uh, spiritualists on the island and wise people and he's like you may have another sister i believe she's uh she's i don't know if they're engaged yet but they 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 don't put terms on it but i'm fairly certain she's going they're going to be uh betrothed and or he wouldn't say betrothed he's like i'm pretty sure they will prom say their vows hopefully next summer in the seasons you know how she is about the timings of things but she'll be married soon to uh oh what's what's her fiance's name uh, we'll say she she's planning to marry uh, Alfie next summer. Uh, it should be very sweet. You'd like her, Una. She's a very sweet woman. Someone has to be sweet to put up with Gretchen's personality. That is true. I, I hope I can make it. In our last episode, the party had settled back into Feyen with Nora and Rowan preparing for their parents' visit the following day and Una diving headfirst into her project to make Nora's special dress for when her family arrives in time for her birthday. They found themselves, however, being a little distracted and summoned to the palace where they met with three of the elders from Una's village as well as her father, who were interested in their report of the events following the break into the school, where they actually ran into Lady Elaine Eris, who propositioned them to do another job, fighting some more monsters in the aqueducts that may have been summoned by Para. With them accepting the task and planning to get in contact get in touch with the master of the city aqueducts. The party left after Una spent a tiny bit of quality time catching up with her father and giving them all a bit of a tasty treat from her village that some reacted more positively to than others. And now we continue. Well, that first date was a little bit more unexpected than usual, or was it a date? Who can say? Find out next time on The Guardians of Fahal. I'm so upset you haven't met yet, and I'll summon Spriel at this point, too, off of my tattoo, so he can meet him, and then also feed Spriel some of the spicy Mm -hmm. squid. His name is Spriel. Oh my goodness. And you are learning magic too. Now I really, I'm not sure you're, you're my daughter. I can do, I can't do that. If I did, that would be very helpful. It was being surrounded by all of these students that Mm -hmm. sparked my interest in exploring this side of the world and the abilities that magic can do. I'm happy you're taking advantage of it because not many people from our islands will ever get to leave. And you know, the more you get to see the world and know people, the easier it is to see how wonderful it really is, so. And he's just kind of like petting Spriol, like, you know, just fascinated that you have a pet yeah. bird and, you know, magic. And he's asking you about stuff and you guys are catching up. Is there anything else you specifically wanted to ask him or? Nope, that's pretty much it. She would probably say, uh, I do believe that Ulin means well and he has sworn upon mothers that or upon mother that he wants to help and he understands that he did take the wrong step off the path and her loss as well as what he feels in the betrayal by my sister sparked all of this so I do think it'd be a wise path to put a little bit more faith and trust into him 
just to show that we do as a village care about him. I'm not going to say that I'm not disappointed and feel that Ulin is blaming a lot of his issues on others that he should take responsibility for himself. However, I am going to trust him with this because I do feel as though sometimes when somebody says they're going to change, you have to at least give them the opportunity to. And so far he hasn't he hasn't done anything to breach that trust yet. Well, we will see. And if worse comes to worse, I do have a piece of him if needed. Yeah, he nods. Well, suppose that's what we'll have to go on and hope for the best. Plan for the worst. Ranger's code. Just think, this is exactly what Mother would be doing, too, if she was here. I miss her, too, Una. She'd be very proud of you and where you are right now. And maybe one day I can be just as good as her. And then on that note, she'll give her dad one more hug and then start walking out the door. So that this time, they're probably yeah. done talking to Lady Elaine. Yeah. Uh, yep, you guys part ways and the elders, like, kind of give you like a nod of like leaving and stuff like that and your dad nods as well and then kind of mouths like love you and like be safe <laughs> and uh I'll smile yeah. oh and I'll de-summon for you all like oh shoot <laughs> like I'll, I I entered the closet without a bird I come out with a bird that no one knows how that happened come from I'm glad you came out of the closet Una <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, you, you, the elders, you know, say goodbye, and your uncle reiterates that, you know, if Elaine has you, agrees to have you train with, or talk to the other cadets and work with them, then that will be, but there shouldn't be an issue with it. And basically ushers you off, and they kind of go back to talking. And, uh, Sigmar takes a minute and is like, did she, did she always have a bird? <laughs> As you shut the door, that's here, and you see your friends outside talking to Elaine and Lady Seabus. Yep, Uta's just gonna move away from the door and cross the hall and stand in the back of the group and just sit and wait for them to get done talking. Well, probably as soon as the door opens, we all stop talking and turn. Yep. Yes. Uh, there's probably just a touch bit more awkward small talk or whatever, and then she'll say, "Well, I will have my." Master of the City Aqueducts reach out to you, and hopefully you can take care of the rest of those creatures sooner rather than later. And I thank you for your work with, um, oh, how'd you, I thank you for your work in helping protect the, the civilians of the city. And she'll kind of give a polite, like, nod, and like a, I'm just, uh, you're, you're free to go about whatever you you need to and the cabin. no well, actually she's like my guards can help escort you out um and we'll go oh, into the room with, okay. the meetings, uh, with everybody else and then close the door so you okay, guys are in the hallway you. thank you goodbye thank you bye wait did you say hope you sleep <laughs> and i hope it goes well but yeah i'll be sleeping well too I was like, you didn't roll high enough insight check to know she was tired. <laughs> Obviously, well, that's just good advice for everybody. <laughs> I say it to everybody, jeez. <laughs> All right, yeah, you guys are all together. I hope you sleep. What is sleep? Um. <laughs> How did it go in there? Oh, nah. Uh, it went well. I just had some additional questions for them regarding... Um, what the other cadets were up to as well as just to speak with my father alone 
away from the elders. How did God. you feel seeing your father again? For a, It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been about nine months since I've seen him last. It's been difficult, but it was good to see him and tons of emotions, of course. Trying not to cry and making sure that I can live up to the stance of my village to make him proud and make my mother's memory proud. So it's it was good to see him and see that he was happy with the work that was done, as well as the fact that I did not get scolded too harshly in front of him <laughs> regarding the activities that occurred. But so... and I did get to treat, and she'll she'll open a package of what seems to be squid. Have you guys seen squid before? Seal jerky. Uh, I don't no. think Hazardrods would have. I mean, okay. the first time we saw an octopus was when Ulan turned into one. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. I guess you'll see these these long tentacly things with like big long bodies covered in like a like a ready pepper coat on them and she'll hand them out for you guys to try i mean this kind of looks like meat it's, is but, it like but it also full, looks like a plant is it like the full, it's squid? A full squid okay oh, nora oh just, it's a whole nora just, little tiny squid and maybe nora you might not want this it is an animal yeah i i don't eat anything with eyes but do you want thanks. to lick the spice on it Why? you can lick it if you want <laughs> do, you, do you eat stuff without eyes um I mean, technically vegetables no, it's, not have eyes it, it's, it's just an expression um okay, I was gonna say because potatoes have eyes and I've seen you eat those <laughs> oh, not those kind of eyes silly but what if it was so like if it was an animal that grew up on the ground and didn't have eyes you still wouldn't eat it right it's an animal. I still wouldn't eat it. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, no. Nothing, no. nothing with a heartbeat. Nothing, nothing living with a uh, an actual heartbeat. But plants are living. This is getting complicated. Um, I'm okay. But thank you. I don't know how to eat this. <laughs> you, you just you tear off a piece. It and yeah, it's dried it. like jerky. Yeah, jerky and squid. When, and you eat it. It's like super spicy. Like. Yeah, like hot ghost, pepper spice. Yeah, like ghost That's <laughs> It is a rare treat for our village to get these, so or the spice to go with these squids. So I was very happy that they were able to bring me some. <laughs> Andrew's face right now. How does Hans react to the, the spice? I'm reacting right now. Yeah, he's reacting. He's acting. I'm about to getting there. Woman. You just see Una like eating like one of those. Yeah, she's just like constantly popping it in her mouth. So, as Hans and Franz begins sweating profusely, <laughs> Uda, I don't, I don't think he's supposed to eat this. Uh, are you <laughs> I, okay? I don't think so. He's hurting. <laughs> oh, that, it's, is there any water? Yeah. Oh, I've got water. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I have some holy water so in my bag. It, it doesn't make it better. I don't know what to do. And he like reaches in his pouch and starts like pulling out regular jerky and some like trail rats and just like. Oh, 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 oh. Uno, what did you die? Is this supposed to kill me? I, think she's trying to I don't think guys. I want to eat this, Una. Try it. Hey, no, no. Oh my god. I mean, it looks painful. Oh, how about have some of your brothers? And so I'll grab it back from no, Hans and Franz Andrew. I'm still like definitely holding it, like, ah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Hans and Franz 
and she'll motion towards Andrew. I, if you don't like it, I can take it back. It's, 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 no, it's okay. okay. <laughs> it was a tree. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it in here for later. <laughs> it was so spicy. His balls retreated back up into his body. Wow. My nipples have reversed. <laughs> Um, I'll tear off a small piece and like just like a tiny like quarter size piece and motion to Josh is the Hans and Franz be like just just a, just a small bite you don't have to have a whole one as as my <laughs> face stops bleeding I'm like you know Sang's body had some really spicy stuff but that was really good it was like a palette of flavors this is this is like I hate everybody <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh no <sighs> no I don't like it no brother had the right idea let's save that for later didn't you like the hot peppers you had before at the, at the festival I just on... rolled for these I don't uh -huh. like the squid oh. oh you rolled for it oh and for, for my Hans and Franz he does he like spicy like... but because he had that soup yeah right that the one that the one guy was that made Song's buddy, when we oh, met yeah. him, uh, and not it was Song's like, buddy. Yeah, one of the t the tiefling guy who sold the yeah. spices. Yeah, it was really it was spicy, but it was like a palate from yeah. Megan's description. This is just like, here's a bunch of cayenne pepper. Whack. Here's, here's some fire in powdered form. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like gently coating the squid like a good jerky rub. It's, it's just spicy, it's though. really spicy because Una likes spice. <laughs> Let's just say I failed my taste save, and I do not like squid. Um, it's chewier than I thought it would be too. It's a different texture. It was it was good. Yeah. I mean, I I think I'm gonna try putting this in like a stew or something to let that seasoning disperse. A bit. Yeah, maybe rehydrate it a bit. So at this point, Nora's getting very curious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lick? Um, is there any that hasn't touched the squid? Or, like, Can, any... Like, I, is it, like, in a paper to... package? Or I guess, how is it wrapped? Is yeah, it, like, there's in a probably pouch? a little bit of, like, the spices rubbed off. A little off, bit of like, Cheeto the, dust in the bottom. bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Uno would grab some of that out and hand Nora, not letting her know that it probably just fell off of the squid. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to tell her. She'll <laughs> scrape up the like as much as she can and give you like probably like a half a teaspoon size serving of spice. Uh, Nora's just gonna, because of seeing the reactions, she's just gonna dip a finger into it very cautiously and just doing like. <laughs> well, that's it's really hot. It's really good though. <laughs> I don't know what I would put it on, though. <laughs> She's, like, thinking, like, <laughs> what would this even go with? <laughs> Dread squid. It does, it does have a very... So, like, there's probably no way for this... This is more of a DM note. Like, Nora, as you're eating this spice, there's a lot of saltiness to it as well. Right. Like, it's bad. It's because, like, above table, it's because it fell off the squid, so, like, it has a lot of the squiddy flavor. The brininess. Still, like the salt, yeah. the brininess. But it's not bad. It tastes pretty good. At this point, Nora's just, <laughs> she's going to have to walk around now going, 
<laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. as we leave and the guards are esca- escorting us out, Hans and Franz is still like sweating and red, and he's like, oh, oh, and he like rubs his face and then immediately like, <laughs> falls over. Oh my god! 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 Brother, what's wrong? My eyes, brother, my eyes. What's I don't know what. Uh, I touched my eyes. I gotta, I gotta get in there with some medicine. Check. Don't touch the squid in your eyes. Healing word. This, like, what do we do? Would prestidigitation work? Dust, I guess. All right, eighteen medicine. I identify that he has irritated eyes. Yes, you can see from like you could see his fingers still have a little bit of like the residue on it. And he just keeps because he doesn't get why, so he just keeps. No, brother, stop, it. stop it! You're putting the burning dust in your eyes. Don't. Like, why would it burn my eyes? Because it burned your mouth. Yeah, but I've eaten something burned my mouth and didn't burn my eyes. Don't. I, it's irritating your eyes. Hold on. Uh, I need some water. I'll use precipitation. <laughs> you can clean the fi- you can clean his fingers off. What about the eyes? I'm pouring water no, on his eyes like I'm washing like him out. Back, like, ah. <laughs> I'm just, uh, there's, there's like the snot running down. It's like, it's not pretty. Yep. Una's just smiling the whole time. He's just eating it like it's popcorn. Just like, he kept... <sighs> okay. I think we're good. And I go to like touch my face again. Then I'm like, <laughs> like supreme power of will put my hand back down <laughs> even though they said they're clean it's gonna be a while until I can trust his hands again until <laughs> so we can trust his hands it's kind of like how he won't go into the he doesn't like going into the university because he's scared they're gonna find out his weapon wasn't peace bound one time <laughs> <laughs> pretty much With a new mission on the horizon and Nora and Rowan's parents fast approaching, what will happen over the next few days for our adventurers as they settle back into Feyen? Find out next time on the Guardians of Fahal.